Okay. So now we're recording the actual episode. All right, guys, listeners near and far, this is the Moto Ross podcast, uh, the Moto Ross Experience podcast, season two, episode three. And we've got with us here, at least on my screen, unfortunately not yet on yours, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> and Ryan Yost is with me a long time. How long have we known each other? Like 20 years? Been a long time. It's been a long time. Lots of adventures. So That's Ryan, right. uh, so Mason went to the World Stasic Championships, right, in Tulsa? Yeah, Tulsa during Thanksgiving. Gotcha. So... Hang on. I don't know why. Cannot rename follower. Oh, we're good. So, Tulsa during Thanksgiving, just give our listeners a background on how you guys started out, came up with the idea, got started with the Stasex, just like from the buying the Stasex at the dealership and go from there. Long story short, I mean, Stasic's a new company. Uh, they're actually owned by Harley-Davidson, which is pretty interesting. Um, it's kind of the next step after the Strider. You know, a lot of kids are starting out on these Striders, going to the Stasics, and then from there, they're figuring out, do they want to do BMX or do they want to do MX? Um, we, got Sta- we got Mason the Stasic about uh, two years ago, started out with the 12-inch. And then this year, Stasa came out with this uh, program. They teamed up with USA BMX, and uh, we qualified at Westmoreland BMX track and, and went down to Tulsa. I mean, it was a great experience. Um, the bikes are awesome. Uh, it's getting definitely a lot of kids involved back in the sport, whether it is BMX or MX. I mean, both of them, it, it's, they're doing an amazing job. The way they treated us down there was great. Uh, the support, the backing, I mean, they, they really bet over backwards for the kids down there. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to watch the live stream. I thought it was a little bit hard to manage from home because you just never really knew when exactly the, the stream was, I think there was a delay between what you were seeing and what we were seeing. Yeah, they had some issues this year, and then it wasn't all on their end. Um, they had the largest turnout ever that they had for. So this is kind of this event down there in Tulsa is the Loretta Lens of BMX. Um, they went through, I think, it was close to a thousand motos on that day alone, which is it's wow. insane, insane to see. That is um, wild. Yes, and and it just it was one of those things where. They were trying to squeeze way too much into one day, but they didn't anticipate it being this big. Um, and and we, it ran late. I'll be honest, like us on the East Coast, it, it sucked for us. The West Coast kids weren't too bad, but you figure the time difference. You know, we're out there riding at 11 o'clock at night, which is midnight back home. So the kids were, they were struggling. Um yep. And, and they, you know, the guys at Stasic, like, they acknowledged it, and, and they, they definitely, they're going to make some changes for next year, you know, because, it, it, like I said, for the West Coast kids, it didn't affect them at all. But for us, you know, the moms are just sitting there feeding the kids candy and chocolate just to keep them away. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a great event. It really was. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, even when we did Supercross Futures the first time when you, I don't, yeah, you didn't come to that one in Houston, but it was like 
midnight and we were doing our, our final motos of the day and everybody was just like eating crap, dragging, like it wasn't the typical like moto type of day. And it was just them ironing out the kinks. And even still when we did it in Dallas, fairly similar, right? Right. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, they got, they got some work ahead of them, but it's definitely going to be a great event. Uh, and like I said, if we can get the times figured out, because I'll be honest, like you want to be so excited at the same time. You're so tired because you've been there all day and you're just waiting and waiting. You know, it was supposed to start at five o'clock. We didn't start till 830. And it's just like, you know, you want to be there. But at the same time, it's like I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, Not to mention like the travel on the front end. That's what, 17 hours from home? No, nah, it's actually it's like 14. 14? So it's not too bad. Uh, a super easy drive straight down 70 to St. Louis and yep. then hit 44 down. Uh, it sucked with it being Thanksgiving weekend because, of course, we hit a ton of traffic going yep. down. Uh, the kids did well, though. I tried to drive through the night as much as possible. Uh, but it, it was a good trip all in all. Yeah, it's ironic that I was home and you were driving south and I was watching on Find My Friends just like, yep, that's how it works out. It was crazy. I'm sitting there thinking, like, dude, Ross lives right there, but yet he's back home. <laughs> <laughs> so for next year, is the date the same or is it similar? Yeah, so it's actually the same. So they run this BMX championship every time over Thanksgiving, just kind of like Minio's is down in Florida. Um, it's going to be, you know, during the same week. Next year, we're definitely going to take the camper down. Um, be a little bit more prepared than we were last year. Um, so hopefully we got some big, some big things going ahead of us coming up. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because people are probably going to, if I can get this searchable, which most things as far as podcasts go are searchable. Um, so if somebody is looking at prospectively qualifying, having their kid qualify and then take the camper down, do you already know like where you're going to park or where you could park? Yeah, so which, which we didn't know ahead of time, and it would have been nice to know, you can actually camp right there at the complex. Uh, this place, Tulsa, has an amazing sports complex. Um, there's camping right there. The facilities are there. It, it's it's really, really nice. Um, so we're definitely going to do that next year uh, because the city of Tulsa – it's crazy to see a town shut down for Thanksgiving. Like we got a hotel downtown thinking, I oh, will just walk to restaurants. We'll walk to shops. Everything closes up. And it's, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. it's, And I would say part of that's probably to blame on COVID as much as we don't want to say that awful word anymore. Right. Um, oh yeah. Cause even back home, like Thanksgiving week stuff shut down just simply cause they didn't have staff. So Hopefully, maybe next year will be better in that respect for you guys. That's what I'm hoping. And then taking the camper, at least we'll have our own food. You know, the kids will have all their stuff. Like, we kind of were going down there blind. And then we got down there, and we went grocery shopping to get just microwavable stuff that we can cook in the hotel room and stuff. It, it, it was a struggle. It was fun, but we definitely learned a lot. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of popped up all of a sudden. I remember you were like, hey, we're going racing at Westmoreland on the stage. It's like, oh, we qualified for world championships. And 
it was. It came out of nowhere. They just posted it online and were like, heck, you know, Westmoreland's an hour and a half away. They only had five qualifiers. We're like, let's go for it. And, I mean, it, it turned out awesome. It really yeah. did. The folks you met from, you said they were from Conroe down here, right? Uh Yes, uh, was it? I think Woodlands. Yeah, same difference. It's yeah, close. Spring Conroe Woodlands are all within like minutes of each other, depending on where you're at in each one of them, respectively. But where did they qualify at down here? I'm not sure because I can't remember where they had the Southern qualifier at because they had one obviously in California, Pennsylvania, Florida. There was one in Texas, but I'm not sure where it was at wonder if it my guess would be likely three palms but as much as i've ridden over there i don't recall ever seeing a stasic track but it's been a while right so yeah it'd be cool to to maybe get their their take on it and compare the two experiences so if you ever if you talk to them let's uh let's see what they think of that yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we met him on Facebook and everything. Uh, we talked to him. Actually, we met him whenever we were practicing out there. Uh, Tallahassee City Park has a couple pump tracks out there, which are real nice, and that's where we ended up meeting him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, we met him up with him on Facebook and everything. We'll definitely get in touch. Yep. I mean, it would be, be a good one. Right. Um, what was I? Oh, Talk a little bit about the sizes. Uh, you said the 12-inch was what he raced this year? Yeah, so what's nice is they break them down compared to, like, back home where they just kind of group you into, you know, a 0 to 4, a 5 to 7 age range and kind of whatever bike you fit on. Uh, for this year, it's, you know, 4-year-olds, 12-inch. And uh, that's obviously the class that we were in. They had a 3-year-old 12-inch group, and they went up from there. Uh, but you start out on a 12 uh, for Christmas, uh, Mason got a 16 inch. So now we're back. We're up to it because uh, he'll be in a five year old group this year. And then uh, coming on down the road, they're talking about doing a 20 and a 24 inch. Really? So yeah. So they're in the works right now with those. I'm kind of interested. It's supposed to be a couple years till they come out with that. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to look. 20 and uh, 24 <laughs> inch? Isn't that yeah. like? Our standard front wheels on a full-size MX are 21-inch, aren't they? Right. Yeah, 21 and 18 or 21 and 19. That would be cool. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to try and compete with the e-bikes. I'm not. I'm kind of not sure what their direction is, if they're trying to keep them geared towards the kids. Because even though like this is a 16-inch bike, they sit so low. Those frames drop down so low. So even though, like, Mason, I mean, he's 35 pounds at, at four years old. I mean, he's a short little kid. Uh, he rides a 16-inch around perfect. Right. You know, where, where a normal 16-inch bike, he wouldn't be able to ride. Yep, yep. I guess, yeah, because he doesn't have the whole pedaling thing. Does, yeah. he ride, does he ride a pedal bike? Yeah, yeah, he has a pedal bike. Uh, he has a Trex, real nice Trex pedal bike that he has. And it's actually one of the lowest one in the industry. That's the whole reason why he got that, because it, it has the lowest seat height that we could find. Right. Um, which did he ride first? Did he start pedaling first, or did he start the Stasic after the Strider? Uh, Stasic. Went straight to, straight to yep. the Stasic. Uh, yep. we, got, we got him a pedal bike, and it just it didn't work out. The seat height was too tall. And like I said, he's got them little short dinosaur legs. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he just, he, he struggled. I mean, he struggled with the one pedal bike we got him. 
Um, so he just wanted to ride a Stasic, and it, it's just, it went from there, honestly. Yep. Um, man, remember when we were starting out, like, there was nothing. You had, like, a 50. Oh, These kids nowadays, it's insane what they have. I'm jealous of everything. <laughs> I remember my boots didn't even, actually, I didn't even have boots until I was, like, 16, maybe? Yeah, it, it's... And, but it's great. It's definitely great for the sport. Uh, you know, we went uh, up to switch back to practice last weekend. And honestly, there was probably 20, 25 Stasics up there. And, and it's just like, it, it, it's great to see. They're not a very expensive bike. I'm not going to say it's very inexpensive, but it's definitely a great entry level into the sport. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I just went and picked up that Z50 for Darren. I'm looking at it. Well, the picture, since it's still closer to you than it is to me right now. And I was like, it's going to be a while. I'm like, I'm probably going to end up with a Stasic or three at some point. Which oh, I, yeah. I'm going to need a, a much larger garage here because stuff is stacked on top of stuff right now. Um, yeah, he, he's riding his PW, uh, but like I said, he's got them short legs, and so he struggles to stand up or to put his foot down on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the P Dub was that the is that the same one you bought uh, a couple years ago that wouldn't start for a while? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, brand new. I mean, he's only got four hours on it, if that. Uh, he just he rides the Stasics. He feels more comfortable on it. But like I said, I think it's a size issue, and I really think it's a confidence issue. Yep. Um, but I'm hoping come this year, once the weather breaks, we'll be able to get him back out on that Stasic because this will be the first year that he can qualify for a Redis. Yeah. Dude, that'll be awesome, Loretta's. It's so funny that you it when we think about Loretta's two years ago, we were like, "Would it be nice if we both had kids at Loretta's at some point?" And then like, here we are. Our mind, I think, is well, was screaming downstairs a little bit ago. So I doubt we'll be in the same class. Maybe on super minis or something like that. Well, once we get to super minis, we could be in the same class. Uh Mine will probably be faster because they'll still be lighter. I don't know. If he keeps growing like this, though, I'll have to have him on a super mini when he's like seven. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> he's in like the 96th percentile for growth. I'm like, no really? wonder my arms hurt and my shoulders are shot. Like, and I'm yeah. not sleeping, but <laughs> none of us are no. sleeping. <laughs> so I know much. that feeling. I'm so glad we're out of that stage. Yeah. So, uh, Switchback, what do they do? Do they. Um, when you go up there on a ride day and you take him with you, do they just basically do organized practice? Yeah, so they, they're doing it a little different this year. I'm not super excited about it. Uh, in the mornings, they have big bikes, and then in the afternoon, they have minis. So, like, it sucks for, you know, families like us. we got to be there all day long, which I'm not. I hate being at the track all day long. <laughs> you you um, always I, wanted it, to go not, early and come home early. Oh, that's right. Like, I, I want to go ride, have fun sit down and actually relax on a Sunday. Um, But their mini sessions, they definitely, like the PWs and the Stasics, they'll keep them separate from everybody else. And even like last weekend, since there was a lot of Stasics and a lot of those kids also rode PWs, they broke it up into just Stasics and then just PWs. So it worked out really nice. Yeah, it's... I think that the days of open practice where just everybody jumps on the track, 
are a thing of the past at most places. Especially up there because that place is tight. I yep. mean, we, yeah, the big bikes, I didn't ride this weekend, uh, which I'm kind of glad because it was cold. I mean, they had the one garage door open, and it was freezing in that middle. Uh, but it was just, it, it was an insane the amount of people that were on the track at one time. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think where the, the last place I was. Oh, it was when we were um, still out in Midland, and the... What was that electric bike before the Stark and before the Alta? The Alta. Everybody wasn't expecting anyone to grab one, and there was like three of them at practice one day. And the guy came up on my left as I was coming out of a right-hander. I never heard him and almost took the guy out and took myself out just because I didn't know he was there. And I thought, well, now that the Altas are kind of like few and far between since Harley, I guess – kind of ceased that operation i don't see i don't think all i thought they went bankrupt so harley had bought them i think in bankruptcy i should have looked that up before we did this because i knew i wanted to touch on it have you seen the stark varg oh yeah dude i'm getting one <laughs> did you put your hundred dollars down and pre-order it not yet <laughs> I, I thought I about it. it first i know i i think I saw a lot of guys on the internet were like, oh, yeah, I put my $100 down. I'm like, did you really? Or, like, we'll never know until people start actually rolling out on them. But I think maybe quite a few people did just since it's 100 bucks. I mean. Right. You're, it's like if you get to that point and then you decide, no, I'm not going to buy one next fall, you're out 100 bucks. I'm sure people waste 100 bucks on worse things. But That's right. <laughs> So there's this other electric bike out of China. As much as I wouldn't want to buy something directly from China without maybe first seeing it, it's pretty convincing. It's called the Suron, I think it's the Super B. Okay. And I'll have to send you the link to it, and uh, I'll drop the link in the show notes on YouTube, and everybody that listens to these knows where to find them. But I ran across it on Instagram because they had like an e-mountain bike. And now they have an actual full size. It's a, it's like the size of a 125, but okay. it's silent and nobody can really tell you like. So if I wanted to go over here to, I guess the mountain bike trails and course on the side of this plan we live in, nobody could really be like, hey, you can't ride a dirt bike here because it's technically not a dirt bike. Huh. So. I don't know. I got too many right now to, to worry with something electric just yet. <laughs> I'd like to see some electric for 2023 or 2024 Supercross. Dude, that would be sick. I mean, and I got to listen. I just saw that Racer X had posted a video explaining why they support the electric movement. And I'm willing to bet that it has something to do with the fact that these kids like Mason and then I'm sure Dare once he gets to the point, whereas like you and I started out on gas bikes, they're going to start on electric, so that's what they're going to be used to. Yeah. But other than that, since California, you know, they passed that law, was it last year or something like that, you know, where they're not allowed to sell anything gas anymore, yeah. you know, small engine-wise. I do that. That's going to – I hate to say it, but I think the electric is, is really going to take over there. Well, it's like in every industry right now, 
Like, reducing carbon is the thing. Right. And we all know what that's driven by. And I think I might actually have it in my show in my show notes that I won't go down those roads anymore on these because it just it just takes the show quality down because not with you and I because we're obviously on the same page about most things. But um, right. Yeah, it's besides the point. But um, so it's going to snow there tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, tomorrow night, our yeah. first quote-unquote snow, which kind of sucks because I was really looking forward to skiing this year, and we've got nothing. I know. It's, I, I saw Seven Springs had fired up the snow guns again, and, and they were like, winter's back, and I guess it actually is arriving finally, but I don't think it ever really got started, did it? No. I mean, they had, like, at Hidden Valley, uh, they had a couple slopes open there, you know, but it was pretty pathetic. Like, from the house, we had to walk. You know, you have to walk down to the slopes. Like, you need to not, like, ski on, ski off like it normally would be if they had all the snow there. So, it's, I'm hoping this, you know, we've had some cold weather here the last couple of days. I'm hoping to at least get a good half of the mountain open so yep. we can try and get some in. Uh, I, I, it'd be nice, but the weather's definitely not in their favor this year. No, it's definitely not. It just seems to be the trend anymore. And even down here, it's like... Today was 77 degrees, and it was, like, probably 80% humidity. It was hot, to say the least. And as I'm wearing a sweatshirt because I have the air conditioning on upstairs because we're back working remote till the end of January. And okay. So I'm just sequestered in this spot all day long, and it just gets too hot after a while. But, um, yeah, I was – What's that? I got the fireplace is going. It's freezing up here. <laughs> it's amazing what twelve hundred miles will uh, the difference in temperature. So on the on YouTube right now, Shay's brother he commented on the sweater since this is his company, and uh, I, okay. I can't tell how many people are watching live. Cody says it's minus fifty there. That's just <laughs> that's just dumb. Like I why. Like, tell, tell, tell me better hook me up. I want, I want a sweater. You want, you want a sweater? Cody, I need yeah, some no, more sweaters. <laughs> anyway, we'll discuss that later. Um, <laughs> the other reason I was mentioning the weather is so you guys are pretty much sequestered riding-wise, whether it's Stasic or big bikes, to, uh, to Switchback, right? Uh, Switchback... Uh, you have that other place up in Cleveland, Ram Jam, but it's like three and a half hours away, so it's definitely not a day trip type thing. Um, there's a new facility being built out towards Zanesville, Ohio, but it's not going to be opened up till next year. Right. So at least, I mean, we'll at least have two places within two hours uh, come next winter. And if things we have we have some things in the works right now here at home. Uh, definitely not a big bike indoor track, but possibly a little bike indoor track. Uh, something that we can do, you know, we'll at least have for Stasics, and we can run him at least all the way up to 80s on it, is it, my plan. Right. Dude, that'll be yeah. sick. And so is NEMX still a thing, or did that? I think they shut that down years ago. They, they closed that years ago. I'm not sure whatever happened to it. The building's still there. They had a sick outdoor sure track that I remember walking. I forget who was with me. It might have been Zach. 
actually, I think it was Todd. To be a hundred percent honest with you, and that play, it was like super crossy, but it was Ohio, so or Northeast Ohio, so anything motocross wise would be so flat it would seem super cross like. But some of those right. hits were just gigantic, and I was like, hmm. And at the time, yeah, that was uh, that was what up in Andover, Ohio, because I mean. Yep. Every time, I swear to God, every time we would go there, it would be snowing so hard, <laughs> and it would be just miserable. And then you got there, and you rode, and it's like, why did I do this? <laughs> every time. Because, do you remember wearing, like, a latex glove under your riding gloves to keep your hands warm? Yes. So, then, back when Zach and his dad first took me, I can't remember, I think I was maybe on a 125 still, and... We had the, the case of the latex gloves, and we had put the bikes. They had that 24-foot car hauler that they'd sequestered the back off and made, built it into, like, a makeshift toy hauler. And I think, if I remember correctly, we had put the bikes back there, and there was a man door that you had to bring the bikes through if you were going to bring them out the side door, which you would never do in a million years unless you forgot the keys. And we got all the way up there. And I remember just seeing Kurt trying to drag Zach's 250 out through that door, and he was so mad. And it was like they had um, burn barrels going in the parking lot trying to, like, melt the ice. It was so yeah. cold. The lengths we would go to to ride in the Northeast. Oh, uh, it sucks. We should have rode more. Hey, you know what I came across the other day that I hadn't thought about in a while? Do you remember Scenic Highlands? Yes. So we rode there all together one time, I think, and I was on that old 450, so it must have been like 9 or 10, 2009 or 10. Yeah, because that was was literally the very first race of the year. Yep. And that track's been gone for how long? uh, At least a decade. Yeah, at least since 9 or 10. Because I think we rode, we raced Steel City and then we rode at Scenic almost within a couple weeks of each other and then both tracks that was the last time i was at either one of them yeah yeah scenic i love that track that was one of my favorite tracks it, and it, it really sucks i mean some of the best tracks that we had up here are gone yep and it, yeah it sucks yeah that's why like i i came across a picture the other day of carmichael and racer x holding up a safe high point sign do you remember when that whole scenario unfolded and like thank god it's still there well you see they leveled off uh pro pits i know they're expanding it's this is going to be an epic year and uh i still i've got to get more details on the next bike build that i've got coming up because i don't know how many people are gonna well we'll get into it right now because it's not really public knowledge so but it'll be (laughs) good another 125 though so that'll be nice so this is your your year, the next couple years to get a 125, and right? Yeah, I need to. I need to get on that. I need to get on that uh, that ball. Start rolling with that. Just go and watch those Dakotas videos in the uh, in the Durham video. You remember when those first came out in like 14, 15, 16? Oh yeah. You know they're up to like four and five million views now on YouTube. Oh, a dorm's 
insane. It's just I watched it yesterday. I found the sound the no music version, just the because like let's face it, if you're you and I, we don't want to hear music over a two stroke. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, but I'll probably watch it like weekly now, and I've got an idea for the the one twenty five that I've got. Cause you know how it's all coded and everything. Yeah. So I was reading that actually Vince Freeze's mechanic last year called me and we were talking two strokes and I showed him how I coded these frames and he told me if you ever decide to strip that coating off there you'll be amazed at the difference between the two because it makes this frame so much more rigid because it's okay. aluminum so I think that's going to be my next uh, project for these two bikes that I have here is get all the coatings off of them somehow I'm not breathing that crap in again so I'll probably send them off <laughs> right <laughs> after last year no thank you um did uh have you seen any of the vapor hunting technology yet uh yeah so i yeah, think dan you, that's right dan has that's his yeah, like sole business here. maybe i'll just no, he's still working full-time as a nurse i believe oh okay so he's got a it's his side business as well yeah i'll have to hit him up and Maybe if I come up, I'll just bring parts and drop them off or something like that. But I'm trying to think what else. We covered most of it. When's the next Stasic event? Uh, well, Switchback is this weekend. I don't know if we're going to go or not. Um, really nothing till spring. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of get a direction on where we want to go. Um we might have something in the works for May uh, with Monster Energy Supercross. Uh, um, I got an email about it yesterday, which I oh, sent really? it to you. So we'll, yeah, so we're we're kind of collaborating there. Um, we're gonna see what what all comes with it, um, but we might be making a plane trip out to the West Coast come May. So. Dude, that'll be sick. Actually, I think I owe my wife a trip to the West Coast. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she could probably hear us because the sound up here funnels down the stairs like as if you were sitting in the kitchen. So we'll get right. her take on, on how corny we sound or not. But um, I'd love to go. I just hate going to the West Coast because the time difference. It sucks so much. Well, Dad used to fly those trips from uh, Charlotte to Seattle and everything. And I think, let's see, going out you'd gain time. Right. Is that right? And then, yeah, coming. It was the coming back that was always crappy. And so. I mean, it's just like leaving Vegas. You know, you leave Vegas, it's a four hour flight (laughs) with a three hour time difference. So a four hour flight for me takes literally all day. Yeah, that's exactly right. And. Yeah, it goes without saying, Vegas. Yeah, that's something we got to... I'll text you about that later. Wow, that, that could be like a whole week's worth right there. That could be... I'll, I probably have to mark that podcast explicit, not for any, <laughs> any bad behavior, but just general discussion. <laughs> but, hey, I heard that um, they may be bringing Monster Energy Cup back because it was such a money... Um, such a money maker. Right. So that would be cool. I was watching the last one we went to the other day, and I was just like, so sad with everything that we've lost in the last couple of years. Which one? The one we took the girls or the first one? 
the one that we were out there with the wives when we did the yeah 2019 October yeah so that was a good trip that was a good one I I like the first one though whenever Frenchie won this game <laughs> forgot about that yeah he did that was a good one I remember half of that stadium wasn't super stoked on that. <laughs> <laughs> So they hated him so much out there. What do you, uh, well, we have to do our, our fantasy podcast separate, so we won't get into that. But, okay. Yeah, and I'm running out of time because it's almost time to eat dinner, but this actually went a whole lot better. I Like I said, I still have no idea how to figure out who besides my brother-in-law is watching. I think it shows me here that... Running two separate computers is hard, too. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll have to dig more into the YouTube live thing, but, yeah, things are fixing to kick off. On a side note, I'm going to race at Three Palms. They're doing a uh, season opener on the GP track. Which, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a track you would love. It's. I think I have a helmet cam video from when I first brought the the YZ250 out after I built it. And it's just a, it's, they call it the GP track because it's just a lot of big natural hits. Like right. nothing super technical. There is, when you first come off the start and you make a right-hander, there's some rollers that every time I'm out there, I can just see you in front of me just skying off of it into the sand and just like, rah, rah, rah. But we'll see eventually. I know you'll, you'll eventually come down and ride something. But are you going to hang on to the 250 or are you going to get a 450? I don't know. I love my 250s. I, I I haven't decided yet. I need to find. I I don't know. I come don't know. come down and ride mine before I find a, a good way to get rid of it. I'd like to come down. I really want to make a trip down to Club. That's definitely on my list of things to do this winter. Is go down there. Um, we'll see. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I got some people back home that are, they're a little bit younger than us, and I know that they want to ride more, and you should definitely link up with them because, one, I think they benefit a lot from riding with you because obviously I always have, and then um, they would probably be good people to go to club with too, so I'll I'll get you connected with them here at some point. Yeah. Hey, let's do it real quick. For this weekend, who are you thinking? Oh, I can't bet against Barsha for for numerous reasons, but I think I think Barsha's got it. But I also, when you think about Tomac, is Tomac's got all the stars kind of aligned, and a lot of people would probably disagree with me on that. So I'm thinking Barsha, Tomac, Ferrandis. Somewhere, I don't know where I'd put Ferrandis. Maybe not third, but because he struggled in Supercross. Was he on Supercross yeah. for the 450? No. See, he's not. He's definitely not a Supercross guy, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the European riders struggle with Supercross. Like we saw at Paris because it's just not something they do regularly. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little bit – I don't know. What are your picks? I got Barsha. He's got to. Come on, four times in a row. I mean, I'd even go and bet on myself for them them, them odds in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, he's got to. He's got to. 
And I think, honestly, after looking at the track, I think it's laid out perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I, I looked at it today, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's – plus it's a – it's a right hand or it's a left hand start. Left hand, yeah. So you have your he'll they'll have their foot on the brake. Cause and he's always I mean he gets that start he's gonna come out strong I think he's kind of I don't think he's gonna run away with it but I just I I have a feeling he's four in a row he's yeah. my guy. Yep, that's what I got. So I got him I got Tomac in there somewhere because I mean he's just I've watched a lot of stuff lately that he's just flying but. I saw a video the other day that isn't like it's not a secret video or it's on YouTube somewhere, but Mookie out at Baker's Factory was crushing the whoops. I could not believe it. Yeah, but I mean come on, that's gotta be genetic. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I mean it's gotta be. Yeah, trying to think. But I got Tomac up there. I I don't know, second or third for Tomac. The thing that scares me is switching bikes. I mean new bike, new team. Obviously, Star, they, I mean, they kind of got their shit together this year. I would say so. I would say so. I mean, they only have like 90-some riders with Star bikes running around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably an exaggeration, but. um, Oh, I know. They they got, yeah. Tomac, Webb, I'm not sure about Webb. He's all over the board for me. But I, I feel like Plessinger, I feel like this is going to be a big year for him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is the field is so stacked. So when you go to do a fantasy league, you're like Tomac, Stewart, um, Anderson, Barsha. It just goes on. And, it's just like you have to sit there and like close your eyes and, and pull names out of a hat because there's like 15 people that could use. Plus, then you have like wild cards, which – off the top of my head, I can't really think of it right now, but uh, there's just so many of them. I'm going to sit down probably tomorrow night and go through, and and then I'm going to look at it again on Friday because I'm actually going to take fantasy seriously this year. Like, I'm not going to just do it and then, like, a third of the way through the season be like, oh, I forgot. Right. So now I, I'm going to take it serious this year. I mean, it, it and it sucks because the top ten guys could easily win a championship. It's so hard yep. to, to pick. Yep, I agree. Well, heck, we might have to do another another episode this week because this was fun. I enjoy it. This has been, like, my favorite part of the week. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about it. I'll uh, I'll text you in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I'll, I'll grab some more stuff, man, write down some more, some more notes and things like that. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Hey, no problem. We'll talk to you later. Alrighty. And that concludes episode three, season two. Tell Yost the camper is insane. I will do that, Cody. Talk to you soon. Well, if anybody else was online on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. We're going to get this place decorated, and we'll get this a little more smooth, but I'd say 40 minutes for the first episode is pretty darn good. So stay tuned.